Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Why does a customer buy from you? This is probably one of the most critical questions you can ask yourself about your business. Just in that one question alone is several key things you need to consider, like who is your customer and what obstacles do they face? On today's episode of Growth Hack, we bring on Ryan Rodham to share an exercise he has developed to help you answer these critical questions. Ryan is the proprietor of The Distilled Brand, author of two books on branding and messaging, a story brand guide, and the creator of The Brand Messaging System. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for having me on, Julian. I appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to having you on the show here and talking a little bit about branding. So let's get right into it. All right, let's do it. What are companies doing wrong when it comes to branding? So two things. First thing I think is more important than the second, which is they use inward facing language, which essentially means they talk about themselves way too much. And second thing is because they're not talking about what makes them different then they have no way to stand out from their competition. What is, give an example of inward language and outward language, give an example of like what someone's doing wrong and then how, how someone's doing it right. Yeah, totally. So the easiest way to do it is to go to any of the copy that you have, whether it's your website, brochures, etc. Look for these words, I, me, my, we, our or ours. If you say those words in your copy, all that is inward facing and you're just talking about yourself. Change all those sentences to use the words you, your, or yours, and you will begin to flip your messaging around so that it is now outward customer-facing message. All right, we're going to give everyone a second to pause to go check their website. <laughs> I know I know, I, I know, I almost went and checked my website for that. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, and then, and then the, the second part, let, let's talk about, uh, about that. What, what, what's the issue with that? What's going on with that? Yeah, so when you are, you know, so for example, you mentioned before we hit record this morning on the brand messaging show that I do each week where I review copy, some people just don't own their differences. Like they don't own the thing that can make them stand out from their competition. And instead what they do is they use this inward facing messaging and then they try to create like a generic general message that'll apply to everybody, like throwing a big fish or a fishnet out to capture fish. Um, when instead what they could be doing is standing there with a bow and arrow and going after one specific fish with one specific message and that fish knows they're coming from. When we're talking about uh, differences, right, that makes them different. Um, I, I would imagine that if you're a company and, and you're trying to market yourself, you're probably trying to share your differences and share what, you know, what, what, what it is about. Is it in the way that they're doing that? That's not coming out right. Or what's going on? Yeah, it's because it's usually because they want to talk about themselves. So if it's, if they have a product or a service, they want to talk about the features of those things, uh, rather than talking about the benefits your clients experience when they work with you. So Ryan, there's obviously lots of ways to solve for brand positioning. There's experts all around. We brought you on the show because you have a really unique way of doing this. What are you guys doing? 
Yeah, so we have a we have a well-defined proven process called the brand messaging system, but key to that system that will help brands and entrepreneurs really clearly articulate who they are and what they do everywhere is a, a step in the process that we refer to as the four O's. Okay. O's. Uh, that's exciting. That's interesting. Okay. You, you caught my attention. I'm going to ask further. What What's the first O? All right. So the first O is to understand what your clients, prospects are trying to achieve. What are their goals and what do they want? These, this is a key area where you can set yourself aside and differentiate yourself from your competition if you understand what it is that your customers want to achieve as it relates to your product. You know, one of my most popular episodes on this podcast is um, why digital marketing fails. And the very, very first thing is I bring up is target audience at niching. And I've had everyone on the show from all kinds of different... We talk about YouTube, we talk about lives, we talk about Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. I mean, we talk just about everything, even Pinterest. And... The first thing that we talk about um, when we're talking about a platform and it, that platform's content or how to be unique on that platform or whatever, first thing is always audience. So I think this, I think plenty of us are, uh, plenty of our listeners, if you've listened in for other episodes, you definitely hear this amongst all experts. All experts are saying the first thing you need to start with is target audience. But you took it a little bit further, right? You said just not the only the audience, what the audience is looking for. So break, unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah. So um, obviously in my process, we do start with audience because I find one of the biggest mistakes companies make is they have an assumed audience or they speak to multiple audiences and so rather than addressing them separately, they try to bundle everything up into one message that just confounds their overall message and doesn't work. So one of the first things we do is we identify how many audiences are we talking to and how many messages do we need to have? Because not everybody needs the exact same message. And if you really want your message to resonate with your audience, it has to be specific to them, which is why when we get to the messaging part, the first thing we talk about once we know your audiences is what is it that those different audiences want? So understanding what your audience is looking for, is there, do you have like a, like a template, a thought process of like what, what, what that looks like? What, how do you break down exactly who that customer, what that customer is looking for? Yeah. The simplest question to ask is why do they buy your product? Why are they here? What is the thing that they're trying to achieve that they cannot do without your service? And essentially having that at the very top, having that somewhere on, on a whiteboard somewhere where it's super clear why, why a customer is coming to you. What's the point? What's, what's the reason? What are they trying to achieve? What's the outcome? That makes a lot of sense. So starting, starting with that. So, okay, so let's say you have your audience and you're super clear on why your customer does business with you. <laughs> why do they call you? Why do they purchase from you? What What's next? Yeah, so just so you know, like a lot of people think they know why their customers come to them, but they don't. So being very clear on the objectives needs, like that's where you start. What do they want? What are they trying to achieve? And by the way, it's not just one thing. It can be multiple different things as long as your product can solve it. Then the next thing that you have to ask is, why can't they just go fix that, that on their own? Why can't they just go do it on their own, right? They have an obstacle that's in their way 
something's preventing them from getting what they want. And those things in marketing terms are usually referred to things as like problems, pain points, et cetera. Like it's the thing that they come to you because they can't get over it. I like to look at messaging and really the whole four O's principle is based on like an obstacle course. We start with an objective. We're moving towards the end of the obstacle course. And then obviously we hit an obstacle. We can't get over it without someone's help or assistance. So we need to understand what those problems and pain points are. But also, if you want copywriting gold, you have to understand the emotions that those problems drive. How do those problems make people feel? Okay, so let's talk about an example here. Let's make one a little more complicated, one simple. Let's use uh, knee. You have a knee problem, and I'm using that selfishly because my knee's been hurting lately. Okay, so I I probably can't solve for that personally right? Because I don't know, I don't have the specialty or I don't have the knowledge gap. There is a knowledge gap on what could be causing my need to have issues. So I got to see my, uh, a doctor, then I got to see a specialist, then they got to do an x-ray, then they got to do an MRI. I don't have those machines. I don't, is, is that what you're talking about when you discuss obstacles? Yes. All those things. But it's also more than just, I need my knee fixed. Like my objective is I get my knee fixed, but I also want to be able to play with my kids. I also want to be able to play with my grandkids. I also want to be able to exercise the way that I used to, that I can't now because I have this knee problem. And because I'm not a doctor or a surgeon, I can't go fix that on my own. That's my obstacle. So I need to know what is that problem? Who do I go choose for my doctor? Because there's lots of knee doctors out there. Right. And then how does that knee problem ultimately make me feel because I can't play with my kids or I can't play with my grandkids or I can't lift or do things that I used to be able to do? Now, we're talking about obstacles. So you're saying in this obstacle phase or in the second O, if you will, you're talking about um, the obstacle that that or, or sort of let's just call it the wall, the wall that stops you from fixing the problem, but also what you need to highlight in this phase is what the wall is preventing you from doing as well. Absolutely. And then also, what does that wall, how does that wall make you feel? Are you overwhelmed? Are you stressed? Are you upset? Are you angry? Are you confused? Because there's so many knee doctors out there, you just don't know which one you should choose. So first figuring out the objective, right? So the objective is people who have knee problems, people who maybe are in sports, because those probably are people that have more knee problems than maybe the regular population. Then you would go in saying, okay, these people who have knee problems, who are athletes, their problem is they can't fix it themselves. They're not the specialist. And it's preventing them from essentially a paycheck because they're an athlete and that gets them paid, right? So that causes a problem. They're probably feeling frustrated because uh, it's causing issues and they're probably scared because they're worried that that is going to cost them their career and their livelihood. Am I, am I, am I, Am I an expert yet? Am I, am I getting it? You are You are super close. You're better than 98% of the people out there. But also, I want to point out something. As you went through that, you, you differentiated the objective, right? Because you said knee problems for sports, for athletes, right? Most people who would be, you know, like if they're in that business, they'd go, well, we just fix knee problems. Okay, well, if I'm an athlete 
in sports, I have very specific objectives that I'm trying to achieve when I get my knee fixed. I'm not the average Joe. Like maybe I maybe playing with my kids is in the background, but what I really want are some of the things that you mentioned. I need my paycheck. I need to be able to get back to my sport again. Like so understanding that audience and who you're speaking to is super important when you match up objectives to obstacles and then separate out the two messages if in fact you do knee surgery for athletes and say normal people like me. Right. Right. Well, I'm recording episode 65 and I've been doing marketing for about 15 years. I better be able to niche down. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't want to because they're afraid to do it because of their objective is to make more money. And they feel like if they do, they won't make as much when in fact, they'll probably make a lot more. Did you listen to episode two on my podcast, Why Digital Marketing Fails? <laughs> uh, it, 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 it is really funny. I, I, I talk about that in episode in that episode where we talk about why digital marketing fails, the fear of niching down, and why people fear niching down. Um, it's really interesting. And I had my own journey for that. That'll be for another day. So let's get to the next. Um, we've got another O. I think they're similar, different. Talk to us about the last O or O's in the process. Yeah. So it's, it's two when I work, when you differ and you have to differentiate them, but the, the title for the last O is outcomes. So people work with you for a reason, right? It's the result that you're helping them achieve. It's the goal or objective that you're helping them get, right? So they will either get more of something or they will get less of something. The more of something is typically a tangible goal that they're going to be able to measure. Like I get more time back in my day or the less is something that's going to be more emotional, which is why when you're identifying the obstacles, you need to understand how those obstacles make people feel because if they are stressed out, then one of the things that they can get from working with you is less stress. They don't have, they have less, you know, in the athlete example, less worry about is the doctor going to mess up my surgery and I can't make a paycheck again, or I get more time back on the court, the field, the ice, the rink, whatever my sport might be. So in in the case of our knee surgery specific, not knee surgery, in the case of our knee doctor specifically for uh, athletes who do this as a career, um, it's it's a little bit of both. You're going to get the more and the less. You'll get more playing time. You are more likely to uh, not be traded or uh, not get another contract next year. And the less is less stress about the things that you are that uh, of the whole thing going on. So it sounds like our... It sounds like on a lot of these cases, it's going to be a kind of a both situation. What what do you? I mean, what are we trying to really do in this phase? So yeah, as as it relates to the brand. Well, as you said, it's a both situation, right? So you're touching on not just the tangible benefit of going and having my surgery done with you, but also the um, you're covering the emotional side that you that I need you to talk to as well. Like we we buy, I think stats you can go like Google it, but like eighty percent of all purchases are based on emotion. So you have to talk about the emotions and the way people feel and how you help them overcome those emotions in your copy. It's not always just about the tangible thing that people get. Amazing. Okay, so we have our uh, knee doctor. He targets specifically sports. Uh, he targets these athletes. His op- uh, The obstacles his customers face is less playing time 
uh, not being able to potentially make a uh, long-lasting career. Uh, the other obstacles are uh, it, it stresses them out. Uh, they're worried. Um, and then the and then the outcome is now the our customer is um, gonna have more playing time. His knee problems are fixed. It doesn't hurt anymore, uh, and he is less stressed out. He doesn't have to worry about these things. How do we package this up relative to brand positioning? Yeah, it, well, I mean, you basically just went through what would be good brand positioning for a knee doctor in this situation. Like, who is it you're specifically working for and what problems do you overcome? Like, if you want to go back to real quick to the audience piece, I always break the audience into two things. Everybody always wants to focus on the who. Who is it I serve? What's the demographic of those people? But there's also another piece to audience when it comes to niching that most people forget about, which is the what. In other words, the problem that you solve and the way in which you solve it. You can niche down by being very specific about the problems you solve. So in this case, a knee doctor, I solve problems. Knee, I, you know, I fix knee problems for athletes, right? So I'm not only calling out my audience, but I'm also calling out the main problem that I fix. So for me in an audience, there's always a who and there's a what component and figuring out how, which one of those two you should hone in on is key in developing the messaging that you need that's going to resonate and compel people to take action. Could you leave us with a, um, a fact or not a fact, maybe, maybe like a, like we're workshopping this to some degree live on this podcast. Like what, what would be a, a good message for like, for this knee doctor? Like what, what would that look like based on knowing these parameters? Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, a lot of, a lot of sports athletes struggle with knee injuries, right? And those knee injuries create problems with their career where they may not know or understand if they can even continue their career or continue to make money anymore. So if they come to us and then you talk, a, talk a sentence or two about yourself, we can help them get more playing time, get more time back on the field, um, and have a lot less worry about where they're getting their next paycheck. Amazing. Amazing. Look at that. That's how it's done. Spitballing. Right here <laughs> on the Growth Hack Podcast. Uh, Ryan, there is a way to get more of these tips, these tricks, and stay in touch with you. Um, yep. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a newsletter, right? That is correct. Yeah, it's called the Creating Clarity Newsletter. And each week, every Monday, I just send out a, a one tip and one tip only. So it's easily digestible. That talks about one particular aspect of brand messaging, branding, or online, running an online business. Amazing. Um, it'll be in the show notes, everyone. Um, so you can subscribe to it. I know it's another one of those emails, but like Ryan says, it's one simple trick that's digestible uh, every and each week. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being on the show. We, we definitely look uh, forward to having you back soon. Thank you, Jillian. I appreciate you having me on.